Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his, her name. Ascribe the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. She makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in her temple all say, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as queen forever. May the Lord give strength to her people. May the Lord bless her people with peace. Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and as the glory of the Lord rose from its place, I heard behind me the sound of a loud rumbling. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against one another, and the sound of the wheels beside them that sounded like a loud rumbling. The Spirit lifted me up and bore me away. I went in bitterness and the heat of my spirit, the hand of the Lord being strong upon me. I came to the exiles at Tel Abib, who lived in the river Kibar, and I sat there among them, stunned for seven days. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Mortal, I have made you a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give them no warning, or speak to warn the wicked from their wicked way in order to save their life, those wicked persons shall die for their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked, and they do not turn from their wickedness or from their wicked way, they shall die for their iniquity, but you shall have saved your life. Again, if the righteous turn from the righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before them, they shall die. Because you have not warned them, they shall die for their sin, and the righteous deeds that they have done shall not be remembered. But their blood I will require at your hand. If, however, you warn the righteous not to sin, and they do not sin, they shall surely live, because they took warning, and you will have saved your life. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. Once, when Jesus was praying alone, with only the disciples near him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, The Messiah of God. 
He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, The Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to them all, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and all those who lose their life for my sake will save it. But what does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words, of them the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Today and yesterday, um, well, especially today with the um, reading from Ezekiel, we're hearing about voice. In the 29th Psalm, the voice of the Lord is repeated several times, 10, 11, 12 times. And the, the readings from Ezekiel, um, it's uh, Ezekiel's being told by God, look, if you tell people this, and they do it, or you don't tell them, and they don't, or they do. It's all about speaking, about having and using and hearing uh, your voice and the voice of God. In fact, the prophets are um, are the mouthpiece of God. The Nevi'im in the Hebrew language, um, the word comes from the same that is used for voice or calling. In fact, the prophets are those who are called, but they're also the ones who call for God. Um, they use their voice. They are, um, they are the ones who speak these words. Ezekiel is told very clearly, um, and some of the prophets, um, it's more veiled, but it's almost always about calling uh, the people to repent, calling on the people to have hope, and uh, even the psalm, Psalm 29, we read it yesterday and today. Um, God's voice figures prominently. And in the background, you may hear other voices. Uh, I've got a two-year-old uh, who's running around, and maybe you hear her over the, the background music that I've selected. Um, and uh, voices are, are one of the things that make humanity unique among all the creatures of God. Um, not only do we have a voice, but we use it. Um, and one of the things I appreciate about the English language is how intricate and complex it is and how you can use so many different words to say just a few things. Um, and each word will just slightly alter the feeling or the sense or the flavor of what it is that you're trying to say. Um, some of my favorite writers, um, probably the most popular and well-known is uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, and uh, he um, became the voice of a generation that was touched by war in a very different way than our own generation has been. Um, and he, um, he was a, a philologist, which means a lover of language. Philo and Logos, love and 
word or truth. Um, and he would trace languages, the, the, the genealogy, the, the heritage of words and where they came from and uh, how they've adopted meaning and how they are used and misused in our day. Um, and in that way, um, he uh, is something like a prophet. He used um, his voice to, um, to give a different perspective, a different angle on, uh, uh, I was going to say the Christian faith, but I think even just faith in general, his uh, fantasy world of uh, the hobbits and the elves and the orcs and, and, and men and women um, is built over years and years and years. Um, and he crafted this world deliberately um, to help to speak into being a new way of, of looking at this very old thing, uh, that our, our faith and, and faith in general and God. Um, and I think that's a prophetic work to give uh, the word of God a new spin, I guess. I think spin is kind of a bad word, but um, it really depends on how we use it as it does, as it, it, is, as it is for all words that we use. Um, Abraham Heschel, one of my favorite theologians, said uh, words carry the most power. Words can create whole worlds and they can destroy whole worlds. Tolkien took that kind of, maybe not literally, but literarily, he created this whole world. Um, but if that's true, that you can create worlds with words, you can also destroy words, worlds with words. James reminds us to be careful that the tongue is perhaps the most dangerous weapon that we can wield against people and to not use our tongue, our voice, recklessly because we can hurt, hurt people. Um, careless words can destroy people, can destroy communities. Um, and yet we are called with the prophets to be the voice of God, to, to remain silent is a very careful choice that we must make, um, but to use our voice is an even more important choice that we must make to speak on behalf of others, to speak on behalf of God, um, and to make sure that the, the kingdom, uh, the reign of God is broken into our world despite all the darkness, despite the orcs and the evil um, elves and men and forces and powers that are so present in our world. Um, and so if you hear someone in the background or several someones in the background. Um, I'm not attempting to cover them up. I'm just hoping <laughs> that my voice comes out clearly and uh, in doing so and in the process of um, shaping these uh, episodes, this podcast, um, I'm hoping that the voice of God shines through. But I'm also hoping that your voice shines through. If you would like to co-host, if you would... Uh, be interested in recording a prayer or a poem uh, to share on this podcast. I hope you'll do so. There's instructions at the end of the, every podcast for how to do it, or you can find us on anchor.fm slash first formation. Um, I, I, uh, additional voices are always welcome, um, even if they might be difficult to attract. Um, 
but your voice is always welcome here. If you ever want to read from the Revised Common Lectionary on a weekday, or if you have a poem or a prayer um, or a lament that you'd like to share, feel free to share that with me in some way, and I'll make sure that your voice is heard. Um, And together, I hope that we'll continue to both hear, respond to, and share the Word of God and, and how it's moving in our world. When You See Millions of the Mouthless Dead, a poem by C.H. Sorley. When you see millions of the mouthless dead across your dreams and pale battalions go, say not soft things as other men have said that you'll remember, for you need not so. Give them not praise, for deaf, how should they know? It is not curses heaped on each gashed head, nor tears, Their blind eyes see not your tears flow, nor honor. It is easy to be dead. Say only this, they are dead. Then add thereto, yet many a better one has died before. Then, scanning all over the overcrowded mass, should you perceive one face that you loved heretofore. It is a spook. None wears the face you knew. Great death has made all of this forevermore. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.